overrated. I 100% People are giving agree with them you. way too much. Sir, have Tampa a good weekend. Man. As always, appreciate the time next week. Hopefully, we're talking about a Saints win and should be a fun weekend as well. Enjoy it. All right, YouTube, man. There he goes. Nick Harrison, the professor. Be sure to catch his show, Boomtown Casino, each and every Thursday, 10 to 12, over there at the Sportsbook. Go check it out. When we come back, Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints, next on ESPN New Orleans. How do you make the most of your land? Depends who you ask. The Wrens do it on a John Deere mower. It's a happy place. The Hubbards work behind the wheel of a John Deere compact tractor. Every project is a new experience. And the Mosers drive a John Deere Gator UTV. We're always switching gears. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Home Tractor next to the tunnel. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. It's Gus Gell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bienview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams, and you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Oh, boy. I'm just giving you the warning now. Just giving you the warning now. Breathe. Breathe. Saints have ended practice. Practice report is out. Well, it's coming out. So all the reporters that were there are tweeting, who was there, who was seen, who wasn't seen. Tyron Matthew not seen. Right, relax. Just relax. Okay. Before I even play the music, he had an illness. Alright, so let's just... Hopefully he'll be fine, ready to go. Dennis Allen, literally speaking right now, saying that 
The Honey Badger had an illness today. I, I don't know if you listened, but back on Wednesday night, I ain't saying anything. Just saying, Jameis was sniffling a bit. You heard uh, Evan Kamara sniffle a bit. So, you know, it's a little cold season. That's all. My uh, my son's got it. Or had it last weekend. So, that's what it is. Anyway, that's why the Honey Badger were there. Michael Thomas did practice. I'm telling you folks, you're going to see him. He's going to be playing. Ross Jackson locked on Saints. Sir, thank you so much for fitting us in. I know you're traveling there as well, man. How are you this afternoon? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. I'm in the uh, the subpar state or subpar city of Atlanta, Georgia, at the moment, getting ready for uh, this weekend's game. So, apologies for any background noise that you might hear throughout. No, I hear you. Everybody. You see, and that's that's why we love you. You're not there on Sunday or Saturday. You're getting there on Friday. Getting ready to do that, man. <laughs> um, look, look, before we get to that matchup. Why Saints fans should be confident? Why should they have a concern or two? Just your overall thoughts, dude. You've seen training camp. You did preseason. You know the injuries and the players that are and aren't available heading into week one. What kind of season, barring something unforeseen, do you expect from mm-hmm. the Saints? Uh, look, I think this is going to be a successful season for the New Orleans Saints. And I, I, I've, I've had the Saints tend as a... 10 win team since the schedule came out. I think that I've, I've bumped up my, uh, you know, Jeff Duncan did his poll with all of us. And I think I bumped that up to uh, 11 and six by the time that, you know, we started off with camp mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, seeing Michael Thomas back and, you know, Gus, you and I got the great opportunity to see him pretty consistently all throughout training camp and everything. And this guy is not somebody that is, you know, looking like he slowed down at all, or at least he's not treating himself that way, which of course, is, is the wise thing to do if you're a, re- a receiver coming back from injury, right? You mm-hmm. don't want to slow yourself down. So I, I think that he's been outstanding. I think Jameis Winston has been outstanding. It's a whole new slew of weapons over on that offensive side. It's a very strong defense, even without C.J. Gardner-Johnson at a, mm-hmm. uh, a spot where they have the talent to replace in the flat corner. I, I think this is going to be a successful season for the New Orleans Saints that might start off on the offensive side as a ball control team while everything gets into rhythm and then eventually turn into a team that's you know, maybe a little bit more like the 2013, 2000, and I, I, I hesitate to say 11 because that's a record-breaking offense, but, sure. you know, getting to that style of play. Dude, I am right along with you. I, I even said it this morning on ESPN Lafayette about the game last night, the thing that stood out to me, because you mentioned Michael Thomas, and you, I don't know if you watched a little of that Bills game and, you know, you saw how explosive mm-hmm. they are. I'm like, the Saints have just as many weapons. I think I'm not, not comparing the quarterback, right? I mean, I'm just, they got the weaponry and, and what we've talked about is space. I know we reference it a lot when it comes to basketball, but when you can spread the field and Ross have the threat of the deep ball, which we know with Joss Allen, you can, and with Jameis, you can, it's going to create space. And I kept watching that game. And I text friends, Ross, and I said, you know, the one thing that neither team have, they, they got great receivers, quarterbacks that can deliver. They don't have Alvin Kamara. And yesterday right. in the locker room, Ross, he was asked if he actually got faster. He's healthy. Yep. He has a C on his chest. He's proud of that. And I'm just saying, having that guy with receivers, Ross, I mean, he's going to be key this year. Yeah, it's a it's a massive, massive deal for the New Orleans Saints. And I would say, too, that the Saints, I mean, you look at the Buffalo Bills, you look at the Los Angeles Rams, both of those teams took hits on the offensive line this year. And look at what the Buffalo Bills team was able to do with a slightly above average offensive line. You know, it's like the Buffalo Bills offensive line is not one at the beginning of the season or before the season began that people are talking about as one of the best offensive lines 
in football, but it's a good offensive line. The New Orleans Saints are returning four or five starters who have been amongst the conversation of being one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Now you have a big question mark to answer, of course, that left tackle sure. when it comes to James Hurst with replacing uh, Teron Armstead, but that's more about replacing Teron Armstead than it is about actually questioning James Hurst and his talent. There's a lot of confidence in James Hurst. And when you think about where Alvin Kamara is as well, you look at the explosiveness, you look at what it is that he's able to do with the ball in his hand, saying that he's, he thinks he's gotten faster. He's certainly healthier mm-hmm. than he was last season. If he's working behind a healthy offensive line, <laughs> let, a, let alone an above-average offensive line, <laughs> he has a real opportunity to produce, especially now with Jameis Winston and the way that he has worked to incorporate Alvin Kamara in the passing game and take advantage of the short and intermediate areas over the course of his recovery this offseason. Speaking with Ross Jackson, locked on Saints and in Atlanta already for the game. Sir, you mentioned his name just now, Jameis Winston. I don't know about you, but I enjoyed not only the podcast, but I love the little clips because I've been able to play those on air from <laughs> Trust Levels podcast. Look, man, I, I, and I, I'm not comparing and I'm not disrespecting. There's a different feel about the team and its quarterback, you know, and, and I think that's, that's yeah. it's, a, it's a uniqueness. And I'm not saying they didn't care or love you. That's not what I'm saying. But I just, it just it feels different. It looks different. It's almost like, they, they feel he's one of them, and he he acts like he's just exactly like one of them and really cares. You see why the locker room loves this guy, man. And, you know, it, in, in that podcast, he went from what it humanly felt like to watch Tampa win the Super Bowl without you to why he wants to win and, and the focus. And in the diagram of the plays, man, you can see it, man. Ross, yeah. it kills me when people call this guy dumb or doesn't understand what's going on. I'm like, that's not the guy that that we see. No, not at all. I mean, Jameis Winston is consistently one of the smartest people that you're going to hear talking about the game of football. And I think people, you know, they love their clips and things like that. But I think Jameis Winston is also smart enough to understand what those clips also do, right? Like, I I don't think that Jameis is somebody that doesn't understand any of that stuff. And and when you see him talk about the game, it definitely backs up that theory. I mean, he's an incredibly smart player, and he's somebody that understands. I mean, I've watched him have conversations with players in the locker rooms that I can't really go into detail about in terms of like play dynamic and things like that, but hear the understanding of the game from this guy consistently and also his willingness to be able to learn from others over the defensive side, asking for their opinion, things like that. He understands, he gets it. He gets how to develop an understanding of the game of football and deepen his understanding of the game of football. So I, I agree with you 100% when it comes to people speaking negatively about Jameis Winston's intelligence. It, there's there's a whole other like layer of issues in that as well. But when it comes down to what Jameis Winston has the ability to produce on the field, I think we start to see it immediately this weekend. I don't think there's going to be much time in between when we're having this conversation and when he's looking to answer those questions. This is a weakened Atlanta defense that was already third worst in the NFL last year when it came to EPA per play, which measures your ability to be successful on a play-by-play basis. The Atlanta Falcons defense was only better than the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets. That's not company you want to be in. And since then, they've lost Deion Jones and Foye Oluokan in the middle of that defense. It's yeah. only gotten weaker. And I think that's another place where Alvin Kamara ends up having an opportunity oh. to really kickstart his season is the fact that you don't have Deion Jones in the middle of that Atlanta Falcons defense this week. Ross, it was a tease. The first two drives were a tease of what I've been saying, and I'm sure you say it, and I know you've done it on your podcast. I've watched Locked On Saints. You say it all the time. The middle of the field is going to get so used by this offense. All right, let's turn the ball the other side of the ball here defensively. 
I get it, man. Look, not not seeing Paulson and Debo this week, it stinks. I, I guess I can rest a little easy, though. And, and Bradley Roby, six picks during training camp. Gus, it's practice. I get you. But he had a good camp, Ross, right? I mean, tell people, like, they, they, it's okay that Roby's the yeah. corner there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, everyone was – it's so funny because you watch people get really, really excited about Paulson and Debo's camp. But then you watch people say, oh, but it was practice when it came to, Brent, to Bradley Roby. So it's got to be one or the other. It's got to be one or the other. Right. Like, you're going to be excited about it or you're going to say, hey, it's practice, right? Right. But in either case, both of these guys excelled throughout practice. And there was a conversation for a little while, and I think that some people would make the argument that Bradley Roby was the better corner all throughout practice mm-hmm. over the course of training camp. Now, Paul Sonadibo, I think, was a little bit more consistent. And, you know, he picked up that, that the nickname PBU pretty quickly as a part of that. Uh, but I, I think that in either case, if you have either one of those guys on the outside, like the Saints are so uniquely prepared for this exact situation. You trade away C.J. Gardner-Johnson, no problem. You've got Bradley Roby who can fall into the spot. You've got Justin Evans who can play. You've got P.J. Williams who revitalized his career the first time I was in the say spot. That. Did it again at safety yeah. later on, right? Mm-hmm. And then now you have, you know, Paul Sadebo who's dealing with the injury who is, you know, a guy that is ready to be a star cornerback in the NFL. So why rush him back? when you have a guy like Bradley Roby that you can put on the outside and still have P.J. Williams, Justin Evans, and others that can play in the slot. The Saints are uniquely prepared for this. They're deep enough for this. They'll be fine. They'll be I fine. Need, I, need, I need a Debo. I was going to say, I need a Debo next week. That's what I need. Yeah, exactly. That's what exactly. I need him next week against Tom Brady. So, same thing. And look, I, I know people saw the headline in panic, Tyron Matthew, illness, why he didn't practice. But even still, to your point, it's the first thing I, I thought of. P.J. Williams, that guy can play multiple positions. Evans can do – they're good with that. So, aside from that, Jack did call with a question, and it's true. I know people look at the depth chart, things of that nature. What's your assessment of Peyton Turner? Started out hot in camp. I, I guess some – some people maybe wanted to see some plays, you know, some sacks in the preseason games. I still am high on them. I think this guy can still play. What do you think of him going into the season? Yeah, I I think so too. And I agree. I know that people want sacks and, you know, everybody wants to, they want the big guy to hit the quarterback. And I understand that, but I thought that his game against the Chiefs, excuse me, his game against the Packers was excellent. And he had some excellent moments against the Chargers as well, particularly in run defense. And, and the thing about it is that I know people hate hearing about defensive ends playing run defense. It's not sexy, right? Like, you want your defensive ends getting after the quarterback and all that. I completely understand. But you have to neutralize the run game before you get the opportunity to do all that. Because you know what, you know what the quarterback has to do in order for you to get a sack? He's got to drop back to pass the ball. And if a team can run, 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 and they can get around the edges, and they can get around the contain, they can run up the middle, and they can do all that stuff, then teams aren't going to put their quarterbacks at risk for that defensive end in the first place. So when you're when you're talking about a a, a, a a Peyton Turner that didn't get all those sacks that maybe you were looking for in the, in the preseason, two things to consider is, A, how did he play when it comes to the run game? How does that benefit him in the passing game later on? Mm-hmm. And what is the difference between him playing next to guys that are no longer on the roster versus him playing next to the extremely talented defensive line, yeah. particularly the edge rushers that he gets to that he gets to rotate with quarters one through four. I think that that's the other piece that was missing during the preseason that can then lead to some of those flashier plays that people are looking for. The big difference between the unit that you're playing as a part of during the preseason and then of course during the regular. Yeah, I think you keep hitting that left tackle with the likes of Davenport, Turner, Granderson. <laughs> that dude's going to have some tired right. legs, man. I'm just saying he's going to have some that's tired legs. Like, that's such a good point, right? Because the, the the rotation on the defensive line for the New Orleans Saints happens quarters one through four. That means guys like Cam Jordan, uh, uh, Peyton Turner, Marcus Emport, they're a little bit fresher 
in the fourth quarter now yeah. because of that rotation. That offensive tackle, he's played all 60 of those snaps so far. <laughs> right. He right. A of rest. No. Yeah. And all it takes is one play, Ross. It takes one play. Eric right. Donald, right? At the end of the Super yep. Bowl, one play, 100%. one snap. That's it. All right, dude. Uh, 60 seconds here. What do we see Sunday? I think you see the New Orleans Saints win this game on the road against the Atlanta Falcons, and they do it on the backs of not the flashy plays, not the flashy offense right away here week one. I think they do it on the backs of Alvin Kamara, the run game, the short passing game, attacking this defense that's going to struggle to keep pace with the New Orleans Saints laterally, sideline to sideline, and secure defense. The big thing is going to be can they contain Marcus Mariota, right? That's the big question mark that everybody's wanting to have. You'll need to be able to do that with your ends while creating pressure up the middle. I think Contavious Street is the guy to watch in this game. His understanding of the game and how to impact this very game is off the charts. So I'm looking forward to seeing him and his explosiveness. So I think it's a combination of the run game, ball control, defense that leads to a win today or Ross, Sunday. I, I, I want a beating, but if I can't get a beating, I will settle for a purposeful 28 to 3 win. Can you imagine? Like, even if the inside of the five yard <laughs> line and they kneel, so they just kneel yeah. on purpose and purposely <laughs> keep it 28 to 3. <laughs> That'd be great. I, I can't even imagine what would happen oh. all the rest of the week, but I would tell you, <laughs> guys like you and I who look for the content will have a great week. Oh, we'll Ross Jackson Nola, you already know the Twitter handle, and you absolutely should be following him. Locked on Saints, the podcast. He's already there, folks. He's already in Atlanta getting ready for Sunday's kickoff at noon. Thank you for your time for fitting us in, man. You don't have to. Appreciate it. Oh, dude, I have to. You're my guy. I got you anytime. <laughs> I appreciate you so much, bud. No, man, thank you. Quick break. We come back. Marlon Favor, how did he feel about this week? Getting ready for the next Tigers game against the Jags. It's a big moment, a big game in Baton Rouge. I'll tell you why. Next on ESPN New Orleans. Time is now to enjoy two years free maintenance with every new Toyota. And low APR options on several models. Shop truckloads of new Toyotas online. GregLeBlancToyota.com Or at the store. And we want your trade. So check out the winning team. Greg LeBlanc Toyota. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg's got the deals. How do you make the most of your land? Well, Shaw does it with a John Deere 1025R tractor, so he can... Make the earth take the shape that I want it to take. While the Allens use a John Deere 3032E tractor to... Grow about nine acres of flowers. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Homa Tractor next to the tunnel. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Dale's semi-annual sale has arrived, and now's your chance to get some of their best prices guaranteed. 
Save on top tech, including XPS and Alienware computers powered by 12th gen Intel Core processors. You'll also save on monitors, docks, mics, and much more must-have accessories, plus free shipping on everything. Upgrade today by calling 877-AXDEL. That's 877-AXDEL to take advantage of great deals during their signature savings event. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Get it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. All listeners like Jack and others, Uncle Earl, all the regulars, calling the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line. All of our guests on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line as well, including Marlon Favorite, national champion for your LSU fighting tigers and hero to teens and adults all the way around with his Hello Somebody and all of those other songs he got going on. Dude, you're performing what, tomorrow, right, or today, aren't you? We're performing today, tomorrow, and potentially tomorrow night. I'm actually with uh, with Millie on bags right now. He's the one on This Is What You Want. So I'm about to head to TV, and then we we, we on tonight, baby. Hello, somebody. Well, I know you're on TV at 2.30, so I'm going to get right to it, sir. How big – why is it a big game And that finally LSU and Southern are playing and then Grambling is going to be playing LSU next year? Gus, this is over 100 years in the making. Uh, these, these two teams have been in the same city for a very long time, uh, before you and I were ever thought of, and the fact that these teams never played because of the barriers that were up uh, for years and years. But when Coach Ed Ogeron set this schedule when he was at his all-time high with LSU and put Southern on it, he knew what was going to happen. He knew that this was going to be a big change, not only for the, the city of uh, Baton Rouge, but also for the culture and the whole state and, you know, south, down south in America. It's, a, it's, a, it's an indication, Gus, that things are changing, brother. And I'm so excited. I couldn't be more excited for both universities tomorrow. Yeah, no doubt. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, you're a man of music and a man of football. Let's just kind of get to it. I touched on it earlier with the Professor Nick Harrison, man, who, by the way, is on the best bank, man. If you ever want to join him over at Boomtown, man, you can on Thursdays, 10 to noon. But – the human right. jukebox, man. The band. Like, one of the things about the HBCUs, man, is how the, the, the music incorporate. And obviously, well, everyone has that, but it's a little bit different, man. Like, they, they never stop playing. Like, they walk in the stadium playing, they leave the stadium playing. Gus, I cannot wait. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Look, I'm excited for all the student athletes that's playing in this game tomorrow, but I am super duper excited for that band. I can't wait. Let me tell you something. That's one battle. Hello, somebody. I know for sure we're not going to win. But I do know this. <laughs> we're going to do it for the culture, uh, Gus. And, and, and I'm just I'm prepared for the sights as well, Gus. Like, it's never been LSU and Southern on one campus for an event at the same time like this. An event of this magnitude. I, I, I still can't fathom what this is going to be like on tomorrow, Gus, because so much history – this means so much. I have a, my, my uncle Nick. My uncle Nick is uh, in his late 70s right now, man. And, and he went to Southern University. Uh, Terry Rubisky, his best friend, was, was one of the first, was the first African-American to play for LSU. Mm. You'd have never heard of that then. So for him to still be alive and to witness this, this, this is huge. This is, this is something that we would have never thought of. This is something that um, – you know, we wish for for a long time, but Gus, this just speaks volumes of the change that we're that we're forced 
right? Deion Sanders, what he's doing at Jackson State, being able to get the number one recruit there and actually bring a lot of attention to, to Jackson State, to, to, to uh, have an opportunity for these other guys, these players who don't usually get opportunities to get big looks. Think of the scouts that's going to be in there tomorrow, Gus, yeah. right? So Southern don't usually have these type of scouts at their game. Going to be there tomorrow, so hopefully those guys are, uh, increase their uh, stock value. I promise I'd get you out in time so you can do TV at the bottom of the hour. So let's just wrap up with this, Marlon. What do you want to see different? I loved how Brian Kelly handled this week. I know Jerry Collotti even mentioned it, too, that this is how a head coach acts. He didn't hide or run from what happened with Kayshawn Boutte. He said, we chatted, and we probably spoke about how to better handle things, and he'll bounce back. I love that he said and talked about the criticism. He didn't act like, you know, they don't read the paper, or don't know what the Twitters is and all that. That's not what Brian Kelly did this week. He also challenged his team, though. He changed some positions and some rotations and some depth. So I liked that about him this week. It kind of showed me about what he's going to be like as a head coach. What do you want to see as you uh start off on the LSU Sports Radio Network in pregame? I, I want to see an improvement. From last week, I want to see a team that, that's obviously not happy about how things went last week and went in and watched the film and, and, and did all the breaking down and the corrections that they needed to do, and it's going to show. Because one thing is Southern game, Southern's coming to play. Let's not mistake this at all, Gus. Southern is coming to play. They're off on a high. They're coming to, to, to LSU tomorrow, and they've never seen this much barbecue and all these different sites. <laughs> Like this, they're fired up tomorrow. Tomorrow is the Super Bowl. Let's not let's not mistake it at all for Southern University. So I just want to see an LSU team go out there and play to their potential and, and, and make an improvement. That's simple, guys. Okay, easy enough. Uh, Marlon, have fun. And how can folks find out where you're going to be performing and when and where and all that stuff? They can go to my uh, my Instagram and my Facebook, Marlon Fairwright Senior or Big Fave Five Hundred Four on Instagram. I'm gonna have it posted all up, baby. Uh, we're gonna be at the base and the M Bar tonight in Baton Rouge. Uh, show starts at ten ten thirty, and then tomorrow, y'all come on in front of T Mac. We'll have our live show. Oh. Uh, both live shows, right? The performance. Mm-hmm. We're opening up a rocket Deuce, and then we're doing the pregame show. And then that night, hello, somebody, we're going to turn up again. So I, I, I'm excited, Gus. I can't wait. You have you have one thing I need you to do tomorrow. You got to get Rockin' Doopsy with the washboard to play accompaniment on Hello, Somebody. You know what? I like it, Gus. He's got he got to come out there. When we do that yep. one, he he's got to come, come out, out there, dude. Out. Just, just with the washboard. Rockin' Doopsy, <laughs> if you're listening, you heard us, brother. You know what we got to do tomorrow. Dude, that's a, that's a clip on TikTok that will get you some followers. I'm just saying, dude, you got to have him out there with his hat, the little washboard, you know, whatever it is that he uses on there. And then, uh, and you just, you know, you got to do the wiggle. Remember that the start of that wiggle. It's all about the wiggle at the front. <laughs> I still don't know how you don't tear your MCL, ACL, PCL, and LCL doing that dance. I really oh, don't know how don't you do, do it. I'm still paying from that uh, that media game. Go do your TV, sir. Thank you so much for your time. Peace, dude. Later. <laughs>
There he goes. Marlon favorite at Big Fave. 504 is the way to follow over on Twitter. Got a lot to get into still with Leo Haggerty. We'll talk to him in a little bit. But, of course, gives me a chance to tell you about DraftKings. Have you done it yet? Did you do it yesterday? All you had to do is just pick a team, either the Bills or the Rams. And if they would have led by seven at any point, like I, I said this yesterday, it was literally what happened. If the Rams would have gone up 7 nothing, they're up 7 nothing, and, and they still lost the game, you still win. Well, get ready for week one, as week one is similar to that with the early win promotion for non-new customers. If you're a new customer, they still are hooking you up. And they're doing that if you're a new customer by betting 5 bucks, any team, $200 in free bets instantly. Okay? So that's if you're a new customer. By the way, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and you know how it works. It's safe, secure, deposit, take out your cash whenever you want. But that early win promotion I'm talking about, well, yesterday was 7. It's 10 for this weekend. Bet on any NFL team to win. Your team leads by 10 at any point in the game. You get paid instantly right there. It goes. Even if your team loses. Something else. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and put in this code, LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. You'll get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code LaRose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Leo Haggerty, he went to practice this morning. We'll talk to him about what he thinks the Bucks will do this season and his take on the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Saints. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. I did a site visit, and the space is absolutely incredible. Estes Reiki Clinic is opening another studio across town. But there's a lot to wrap up. But staffing an entire office requires more than just deep breathing. And at least four new practitioners. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities, victory over setbacks, victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You start to worry about, oh my God, Tom Brady is a statue. There's different things that Tom Brady understands that he needs to do as a quarterback to not put himself in harm's way. I'm not worried about the offensive line at all because you, there's not a lot that you can do in this day and age to Tom Brady to put him in a situation where he's not going to be successful. I'm not worried about it one bit. G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. 
talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. There it is, Leo Haggerty. You just heard of Keyshawn Johnson amongst others. You got no, no worries. All is well at one buck place over there in Tampa, Florida. Just... You know, we'll see you in uh, in Arizona during the Super Bowl, sir. I'm not so sure about that. How are you this afternoon, man? I am fine, Gus. Just got done over one buck myself, uh, seeing what's out there for, you know, the Friday walkthrough and all that. But yeah. uh, I got to disagree with the uh, key there. <laughs> they better be concerned because they got a new center and two new guards. And the worst thing you can do to Tom Brady is put color in his face. Well, really any quarterback right. but I, I, I tell you what every defensive coordinator has got three things planned for the tampa bay buccaneers one they're going to come hard up the middle they're going to see if this center and guard can, can do it mm-hmm. two they're going to take a page from the uh the rams playbook and put those defensive ends out wide in a, what we call a ghost nine and just run the edges and the third thing they're going to do guys and i tell you what People better figure this out in a hurry. That uh, This team has got so many different game days and so many different times. They're going to Germany. This this is not a good situation when, when you're looking at, at what's going on here. And, oh, we may have to throw a, a divorce for Tom Brady in there. Man, what do you think? Yeah, look, it's funny you bring that up because, look, I, I, I'm not TMZ. Right. And I don't really focus too much on that. But at the same time, you do look at it on how it affects from the sports world standpoint of it. And, you know, when I went through one or you're having a bad day at work or you're worried about work or something like that, it is hard to focus sometimes. Right. To keep the task at hand, the energy that you need to do the show, things of that nature. I mean, I remember getting news of a miscarriage literally three minutes before I went on the air one day. It's my mind was not there. And when I hear him talk this week, I mean, he's talking about how if the guys up front don't do their job, people's health are at risk. Or in the podcast on Monday, Tuesday, it's, you know, there's so many things in life that you start, you know, thinking about at this age and all that. And then I listened to Jameis this week, and he's like, the only thing that I'm focusing on is the Lombardi Trophy. You know, And I'm not saying that Tom can't go on the field Sunday and do what he's going to do. But that's just a lot of stuff to consume your energy and your focus on your mind, man. And I, I just wonder, on a long season, how much that weighs. Oh, Gus, it's got to weigh. And especially when you put the parameters on the Buccaneers that they put on it. It's Super Bowl or bust. And I'll tell you what, that's, that's a crazy thing to do when you got a 45-year-old quarterback. That's the first thing. And believe me, if he goes down, this is a seven, eight, nine win team. Mm-hmm. Period. They can't win any more than that. That's how important he is. And, uh, yeah, uh, you, you can't play with outside distraction. It's just, it's, and the worst thing is they're going to ask every other player in the locker room, oh, what do you think of Tom? What do you think of David? And that's, that's when it really gets ugly, Gus. And you know, and I know. We've seen the media in there, and it's like sharks around blood yeah. when that happens. All right, so that game is at Dallas. Tampa is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over under 50-and-a-half. I think of Parsons. I think of the corner that they got back there. It's going to be picking some stuff off. I think Dallas wins this game. Gus, I do too. 
I just think there's, and I said this to you two months ago, you can make a case for this team to be 0-4 or 4-0. I think they're going to be 2-2 if they're lucky. They may be 1-3. But, you know, Dallas has a little bit of revenge on their mind. They thought they played well enough to win down here. And what people don't realize, everybody's talking about the Dallas offensive line, how bad it is. Well, guess what? They have the eraser back there, and that's Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott may be the best running back pass blocker in the Mm -hmm. NFL because the Bucs would blitz, and they're a team that blitzes more than any other team in the NFL. And I don't think they got home once against Dallas. That's why they scored so much because Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott picked up the blitz. Mm-hmm. Almost every time. So, yeah, I, I, I like Dallas, too. Speak with Leo Haggerty. We chat on Fridays. Covers the NFC South. College football, the NFL, the works, but especially this division. And I want to get your opinion on this. Help me make sense of things. You're, you know, you've been around the, the sun a couple of times, a little longer than me. So help me make sense of this, sir. I respect people that have lived life here. How can Cleveland be talked about as a team that's a Super Bowl contender the second they signed Watson based on the fact that they were, quote, a quarterback away. They blamed Baker. Baker goes to the team they play this week. The line is even, and the Panthers have a chance apparently to beat what I thought, or at least was being told, was a Super Bowl. I, I'm, I'm lost here. I'm lost here. Explain to me. The, the guy you got rid of, you're playing, <laughs> but Vegas feels it's even. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. I don't understand. And, you know, Gus, it's, it's funny because when I look at what's going on, everybody says, "Well, Kansas City fell off because of Tariq Hill," and the reason why the NFL is a quarterback league, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is going to win twelve games. Tom Brady's probably going to win ten, eleven. Jameis Winston's probably going to win nine or ten. That's the way it is. If you don't have that quarterback, you don't have a snowball's chance and you know where of going to that second season. But as soon as Deshaun Watson showed up, and they got some pretty good weapons around them, plus an excellent defense, they think they can go. But again, once that quarterback goes away, it's going to change the entire dynamic. You can lose a Tyreek Hill. You can lose a, a, a Chris Godwin. But as long as you got that guy under center who can make things happen, that's the way you want to go. Saints at Atlanta at Sunday at noon. Um, I, 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 Marcus Marietta, I, I, I get it. Okay, Stan plays. He's scrambling. The guy got beat out by Tannehill. He's, he hadn't started for a reason. Now he got this opportunity here. Don't know about Drake London's status. I know he's got pits. The first time we're, you know, in a live game with these guys, I, I, they may be good and they may win later. I, I just think it's a tall task for them to go against a defense that has been playing together and an offense that I think it's more talented. What am I missing here? Because some Saints fans are nervous. You know what? We, we all may be missing this, Gus, and I'm going to go back to the game last night with Buffalo and Los Angeles. And I've, it was an abomination in the second half watching all these players go down with injuries or basically exhaustion. I think you're going to see a problem with that in the first two weeks because you've got guys that haven't played into the second half. You've got guys that may have played six or seven plays in the entire preseason. They can tell all they want about practice. That's a whole different animal. 
you trying to get a guy to play 50, 60, 70 snaps, mm-hmm. you better have some substitutes. That's why I think when you look at the opening game, don't look at that being a barometer of the season. I think the Saints go in and win only because I just don't think Atlanta knows what their identity is yet. Are they going to run it? Are they going to pass it? Okay. And uh, I, I heard the most ridiculous comment the other day by someone on TV who said, well, you know, you can defend against one player. You can scheme for it. I said, yeah, well, <laughs> see what they tried to do with Cooper Cup last night. You can't do that because you can line people up all over the formation. You've got motions. You've got shifts. So it's hard to take a guy out. Pitts is going to get his catches. You just got to limit them to small catches. I'll say this. Last year, he looked like he had a nice game and stuff. You look at the catches, it was under five. Um, Julio Jones, so chatted about, and I would scream it to the highest mountaintops. Julio Jones never beat the Saints. Never did. You know, I mean, it's the other guys that sort of did, you know, occasionally maybe you can argue, well, all the attention went to him. So the slot, that's fine. I'm just saying that guy hadn't done it. The Saints have guys that can beat them. So I, I don't know. I just, I think five and a half, I, I think they can, man. I, I, Leo, I think in the first quarter, maybe, maybe, uh, uh, you know, walk a little bit nervous and stuff. I just think at the end of the day, man, through four quarters, I, the Saints have more weapons. I, I just literally think that. And they got that defense, you know? 24-10, Gus. Thanks. 24-10. That's my call. I like it. That's good. Is there a game on the slate? They got some fun games this week. Packers, Vikings, Chiefs, Cardinals. Um, those stand out. Pats, Finns, Bengals, and Steelers. Some people are picking that to, to be an upset. What, any of those games stand out to you? Yeah, I tell you what. I'm going to keep an eye on the, the, the Steelers and the Bengals because uh, – Again, you got Mitch Trubisky, got a little retread there at quarterback uh, until the rookie gets ready because he's, he's definitely their future, they're thinking. Uh, I, I tell you what, Gus, here's the one everybody better watch. The Raiders going to the Chargers. After that craziness last year in overtime when I, I thought Rich Passaccia, who was the head coach of the Raiders, who should have got the job, that's another story for another day. He decides to kick a field goal when all he had to do was tie to get in. So that that was uh, – and that knocked the Chargers out. So there's going to be a little bit of revenge there. And I'll tell you what, I'm thinking the Chargers may be the surprise team in the AFC. I wouldn't be surprised to see San Diego have – or San Diego, listen to me. The, the Los Angeles Chargers end up having to go to Buffalo because, you know what, Gus, last night we, have been look, we may have been looking at the uh, MVP of the league last night. For the bill, he, um, dude, he he, uh, he was impressive. There's no doubt he was impressive. And one of the things I mentioned, Leo, too, and again, I know we 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 got done talking about the Saints stuff, but you know, with, with Buffalo, I think the Saints have weapons. I mean, obviously, Allen makes a big difference on there. We'll see what Jameis can do. I know you're higher on Jameis than a lot of people, even in this city, and people that cover the Saints are. But you know what? They don't have Rams or Buffalo. Alvin Kamara, man. I I, I oh, really think I think the Saints' offense has the potential to be absurd because. That guy is going to take the place of the Josh Allen runs that he had yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're not even thinking of a guy that, can, that he scored six touchdowns in an NFL game and he's an afterthought. Like, think about that. You know what, Gus? If they can get Alvin Kamara off and force teams to put eight in the box, 
Jameis with that wide receiver combo of Thomas and Olave, and, and we haven't even talked about the other guy. They are going to carve people up, but it's all going to start with 41. If 41 can run the ball, and again, I consider screen passes, swing passes, that's like a long run. If he can touch it 15 or 20 times by halftime, look out, because the Saints are going to definitely be facing eight in the box, and Jameis can carve that up. Leah, looking forward to another season with you, sir. It's always a pleasure when I get to chat with you. Absolutely. Hey, we'll talk to you next uh, Friday, and uh, I will be up in New Jersey at my 50th class reunion. Oh, wow. Jeez. You're right. I have a, I've been taking a lot of trips around the sun. <laughs> slow, slow down there, bud. Slow down there. I'm trying. Take Leo care, buddy. Haggerty. Have a great weekend. For sure. It's Sports Magazine. Quick break. We come back. We'll check in on the graph. The practice report is out. Three players have been listed as out for Sunday's game. Receiver Traquan Smith with the shoulder, Dwayne Washington with a hamstring, and Paul Sandebo with an ankle. Again, I'm fine. Rest him even if he was close. I need him healthy against the Buccaneers and Tom Brady in the home opener. Questionable for Sunday for Saints. Landon Young, Michael Thomas, JT Gray, Tyron Matthew. Now, Gray has a hamstring. Young has a hip issue. Michael Thomas, that's just procedural. The guy is playing. He's fine. And um, Tyron Matthew... Again, illness. So I guess you list the mass questionable, but in, in that, let's see how he feels on Sunday. As a, again, just judging by the sound and the guys this week heard a couple of sniffles and stuff. So, um, hopefully everybody is ready to go on Sunday. Let's talk to the grass, see how his nerves are next on ESPN New Orleans. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Off. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Hoorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985-637-3849-6. 373849. Hoorah! Thank you. About a show where we just talk. Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. The upper cervical family chiropractic guest line and phone line. Joining us now, Ty Graffinini, voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. Our friend and yours, as he covers the Saints as well for NewOrleansSaints.com. How are you feeling right now, 2.47 p.m. Um, on a Friday before a Falcon game? I think, Gus, we're about 
at the moment where I've got to start shutting down uh, media. Um, I've been listening to you, obviously, all week. I've uh, been on a couple of shows in Atlanta. How are they been listening going? to them. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. It it really is their Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I can't put it any more bluntly than that. They're 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 throwing all of their eggs into this Easter basket. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is going to set the tone and we're going to turn this around. It, you know, it's like I can't have it, man. I, mm-hmm. I just I just can't. There's just so much unknown, Gus. That that's what is worrying me about them. Um they have 28 different players from a year ago and 10 of them are rookies i mean it is a massive roster turnaround so you know the majority of these players don't know any better that they're supposed to suck so (laughs) you know that it it just i don't know it's just i I need to i need to you know it's funny i was actually watching uh my jersey shore from last night right before you called me so Mm -hmm. i'm again i'm just trying to I'm just trying to stay away from it right now. I think I've reached the boiling point of the weekend. I, I need to need to get on the plane tomorrow and, and get there and, and get the game over with. I mean, here's the thing. I, I understand the unknown and all that stuff. So let's focus on what we do know. And I know some of it's still unknown known, but Todd, you've been in every practice, man. Like you, you've seen this team just as good, if not better than most. You you know, you have an access card. You can get in the building, sir. <laughs> I, I, I get a sense and feel there is a connection with its quarterback that I didn't even really see with Drew. And I didn't mean that they don't respect him. But you know what I'm getting at, huh? Like, I mean, I just, they, they really want Jameis to not only succeed, but it's almost like they're all one in the same. I feel there's a little chip on some of these guys' shoulders. There's a quiet confidence that these guys are just laid back. And, like, somebody forgot to tell the Falcons players, like you're saying, that they suck. I felt like I feel like somebody forgot to tell the Saints players, "Hey, Sean Payton is gone. Drew Brees is gone. Y'all should be in panic mode." I don't feel that when I go to that building. Look, look the the one thing, and again, this is the second training camp that we've been around Jameis, and I, the one thing that I, I can say with one hundred percent confidence, a couple of things is that Jameis is an unbelievable teammate. And he's got the respect of every single player in that locker room. They they talk him up. Every time players are asked about Jameis Winston, there is nothing but positive. Just he, you know, how hard he works every day. First one in, last one out. And when you listen to Jameis Winston talk, he never says I or me. I mean, it, you talk about polar opposite of LeBron James. Mm-hmm who everything that comes out of his mouth is I or me. It is all about team with Jameis Winston. The guy just wants to win. And it's just, it's really been a lot of fun to watch him go about his business on a daily basis. And yes, how can you not want this guy to succeed? Obviously, we're a little biased here. We want Mm -hmm. the team to win. But look, that's a devastating injury that he suffered last October 31st. And I've said it many times. The shame of it was the light was, you could tell, was starting to 
turn on for him. And you know that they were about to unleash him for the rest of the season, and we never got to see it. So he's got another opportunity here. He's healthy. And, you know, you've been talking about the weapons all week, Gus. And I'm going to just tell you one thing that I saw today in the little bit of practice that we were able to watch. Mm -hmm. And I told Catherine Terrell this while we were watching. They were working on, you know, they were doing walkthrough on goal line. And they're on the five-yard line. And I told Catherine, I said, now look who's out there right now. You've got Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, two of those guys you could argue are two of the best possession uh, receivers in the entire NFL. And you got Olave who's caught everything in, you know, his first ever training camp. You got Alvin Kamara in the backfield. And oh, by the way, Taysom Hill is also playing tight end who can score from any, from any position on it. I'm like, that's your good, like, right. If we kick field goals, if we kick field goals on goal to go situations, then shame on us because you've got, I mean, am I, I, I'm trying again to sound objective here, right? But that's your goal line, your goal to go offense. Again. Don't you think you've got enough weapons uh, to score touchdowns right uh, there? Again, did you see Jameis Winston's face on trust and levels in the podcast when he was diagramming the play? The, the guy can't wait because no, it's, I, it, it's no. literally just make the right decision. You, he's going to have one-on-one matchups. You know, look, you're, you're going to call Pels here in in, in, a, in, a, in a, you know by the end of the week, really. I mean, end of the month. <laughs> it's about matchups, Ty. We got about 35, 40 seconds. It's about right. matchups. Period. Right? It's about matchups. What one-on-one matchup do you favor clearing the, the floor or space or running cuts in basketball? Same thing in football. Use motion. Try to clear space. Get a one-on-one matchup you favor. The Saints have three to five one-on-one matchups I favor. Yeah, no, I mean, look, they're going to stick A.J. Terrell, I would imagine, who's their best cornerback. It's not even close. They're going to stick him on Michael Thomas. So that opens the field up for everybody else. I, I look. Their their linebackers aren't that great. Their only defensive lineman that came back from last year is Grady Jarrett. Uh, they had 18 sacks the entire year to okay. the Falcons, and they lost Deion Jones, who's not playing. And as I mentioned, they lost Awuza Khan, the other linebacker, who was actually very very good uh, a year ago. My favorite play in football, Gus, is the wheel route. I love the wheel route. I mean, get Alvin Kamara out on the side and have Jameis hit him in stride 20 yards down the field okay. and just watch how fast he can go. I mean, who's going to cover him? No, who's going to cover look, him? Look, man, I, uh, Godspeed, safe travels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to be on the sidelines. Just I, no, good luck, Todd. Got to go. Matt Muscona, <laughs> yep, the power preview is next on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> the fuck up this